All right, so we are in the very beginning of the Bible, and it says in Genesis 1-1, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And this morning, we are going to talk about the doctrine of creation. And we just read all of chapter 1, and we saw the order that God created everything in. Six days, He created all these things, and then He rests in the seventh. And I want you to notice something that it says in chapter 2 in verse 1. It says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it, he had rested from all his work, which God had, God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that God that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And I want you to notice how it says, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth. Everything that is in the earth, and what we're, one of the things we see in Genesis is we are seeing the origins or the beginning of everything. Everything that is in this universe has its origin right here in Genesis chapter 1, and it all started with God. He created it, He began it, Genesis is known as the book of beginnings. And just like Genesis shows us the different nations and where they got started and where they came from. And it all goes back to Adam. And we see, but we see the generations of those nations. What God is showing us here is the generations of everything that's in the universe. It all started when God created the heaven and the earth and God created light on that first day. And then it goes on and it tells us what he made on the second day. And so everything that is in existence, not only did it have its origins, or not only was it created, it came from nothing, spoken into existence by God, but did you know that everything that is in existence today got its start you know, back then in that day? Anything that is in the universe today, including us, it all came from something within God's creation that he made in those six days. And so that's why it says these are the generations of all those things. And so just like we all have an origin that goes back to Adam, everything that is in this universe has an origin and it all goes back to God's creation and the things that he made in those six days. And so there is no new creation. God is not in the process of creating new uh, creating new things. Anything that is in this world, even if it appears to be new, it came from something within God's creation. Everyone on this earth all descends from Adam. No new race of people will ever appear. Okay? Everybody goes... I know we hear about races all the time, but the reality is all of us have our origins in Adam. Every Every single one of us. And the day will never come where we will have a new race of people. The, the apes will never become people. They will never evolve into what we are. The day will never come. While I've, I've heard preachers get up and predict a lot of crazy things that they believe are coming, and they have come, one thing that I do not believe we will ever see is we will never see animals out protesting for equal rights with humans. We will see humans acting like animals and, and you know protesting for equal rights for animals. The day will probably come where there will be marches for apes so they can have equal rights and free health care and free child care and all those things like that for their babies, but the apes will never do it. 
Okay, they'll never do it because, with, again, we're not going to. Evolution is fake. We're not. We're never going to see anything like that. And it all goes back to Genesis. So what, what I think we're seeing, and believers seeing in Genesis one and two, is how everything in this universe got here. So everything, everything, no matter even if it appears new, it has its origin in creation. Whatever new technology man comes up with, it's all going to be something that was made from something that God created and that has its origins in Genesis chapter one. We can't make something out of nothing. Only God can do that. And so the the God of creation is a very specific God. He is Jehovah God. He is the God of the Bible. He is a God who had a son. He is a God who sent his son to earth to pay for sins. He is the God of the Bible. He's the God that everybody that uh, that our world hates. He's the God that the atheists hate. They don't hate the other gods, but they hate our God. If Ramaswamy ends up becoming president, they're not going to go after his God. They don't care about his God. They care about our God. And I almost hope he gets in rather than somebody who's pretending to represent our God. Because all they do is they make our God look bad. So let Ramaswamy get in and they can go after his God all they want. I don't, you know, and, maybe, and his politics are better than a lot of the people who supposedly have our God. But either way, either way, people, the world doesn't hate the false gods. They hate the true God because mankind has, has fallen. Our founding fathers, when they said, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, they knew exactly who they were talking about. They were, without a doubt, talking about the God of Genesis 1-1. And so we see in the Scriptures here that creation was done in six literal days and then the Lord rested. Uh, Exodus 20, verse 9, six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord God, uh, Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy, uh, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made earth and the sea and all that in them is and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And so I do not believe the Scriptures teach the gap theory, the day-age theory, I believe six literal days, everything in this universe came into existence. And so, while God's creation has had different challenges and there's even been catastrophes in God's creation, just understand God created this universe and this world to continue. I know it's an election year and we're going to hear a lot of doom and gloom uh, about how the world and the planet is going to cease to exist if we don't elect Democrats and raise taxes and uh, start supporting sodomites. But at the same time, this world is going to is going to continue. It says in Genesis 8:20, and Noah built an ark unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Okay? And I hate to break it to everybody, but our negative 20 degrees that we're dealing with right now, did you know it's not a new thing? I know on the Weather Channel, you know, they act like, you know, this is catastrophe. It's Snowmageddon, the snowpocalypse or whatever and things. You know, we hear that stuff all the time, but we've been dealing with this stuff 
forever. It's called living in Illinois. And you know, there are, there are, you know, seasons are not identical. They, they really aren't. I don't know if you've seen the pictures too where they're showing the weather this year when it's hot out and everything's like just these red threatening looking colors and then they'll show like previous years with the same temperatures but they didn't use those colors. You know, and they're, they're, you know, they're always trying to alarm us but folks, we live on a, a curse, a sin-cursed earth. We live on a planet that will always have hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes. It's just, it's life. The Bible talks about all these things. We see whirlwinds in the Bible. We see earthquakes in the Bible. We see extreme heat. We see extreme cold. These things are just a part of living on the planet. God did create a paradise, but man fell, and we're not living in paradise anymore. So sometimes we ought to fight for survival a little bit. I had a co-worker one time that mentioned one of his family members that he had that they quit believing in God because God promised that he would never send the flood again, but yet his basement had been flooded three times. It's like God didn't, God said he wouldn't kill all the world with a flood. He didn't promise he'd never flood your basement. Your basement might get flooded. You know, your house might burn down. We might have a drought. You know, I mean, things can get so bad in one part of the world where we have to migrate as people. There might be places that are above water right now that someday might be underwater. It doesn't mean the world's ending. That's just how things have always been. And so politicians always use these things to alarm everybody. But I I do not believe in climate change. I just believe in climate challenges. And we are dealing with one right now. And you know what? We're going to deal with it again next year. And the year after that, and until Jesus comes back and we have a new heaven and a new earth, we will deal with climate change challenge that's all there is to it so uh, look at the devastating effects of today here's why because man is getting weak and lame and pathetic in fact tucker carlson was just just had a thing showing too how you know the the danger of the grid going down if we have a solar flare and things like that and how uh you know and dennis quaid's on there saying like 90 percent of the country will probably die if that happens and you know what i believe him but it's not because of climate change it's because we're weak because he said this thing happened you know 150 years ago But you know what? Back then, everybody was fine because nobody depended on electricity. Planets, our planet is going to have challenges and things that come and we've got to learn to toughen up and to deal with it. It's how it's always been. So don't fall for this climate change nonsense. It's climate challenges. They've always been around. But another thing we uh, about God's creation, turn over to Psalms chapter 19. And, you know, as I've been preaching through all these doctrines, you know, there hasn't been one doctrine yet that I feel like, you know, I've been able to uh, do justice to in one sermon. But I just think it's good to remind ourselves of these things as we go through them. But so we're just really kind of hitting highlights on all of these things. But did you know that God's creation testifies? It speaks. It speaks. Now, these anti-creation people, they have a problem with that. But at the same time, too, they will talk about how creation speaks. They just, uh, they just define certain things different. For example, you know, uh, the age of the planet. How do we judge that? We look at things on this planet. There are things that we observe and it tells us something, right? And so there are, there are things that creation speaks to man. It says in Psalm 19 verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. 
day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. So right there we see the heavens are speaking things to mankind. Now you need to get a hold of this because there's a lot of bleeding hearts out there. There's a lot of these people out there who look at our very blessed nation, that it is very blessed, and it's blessed because it has historically been very good to the gospel and it has been good to God's people, the saved. And as a result of that, we have churches all over this country. Bibles are all over this country. We have free access to the Word of God. It is readily available all over this country. And as a people, we have benefited greatly and people from godless countries are migrating big time to try to get into this country because things are so much better here because of the word of god because of christianity and our biblical values that we have had but often what people will do they will look at our very blessed country and they'll look at other countries that are very dark and they'll think wow those poor people you know if what you're saying is true Most of those people are on their way to hell and there's very little chance of them not going to hell. And then they act like that's not fair. But the reality is, it's completely fair. It is completely fair. These these dark countries are dark for a reason. They have responded negatively to the gospel and they have responded negatively to God's creation and the things that it speaks. It tells us right here, that night and night it showeth knowledge. What does it teach? Well, it teaches, one, that there is a God. Okay? You have to be a fool to not believe in a God. The Bible tells us that. It says in verse 3, There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. What about these people in darkest Africa? What are these people on some of these, part, these parts of the world where the gospels never got to? Hey, can they see stars there? Is there creation there? If if there is, God's telling them something. Verse 4, Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. So man has absolutely no excuse for not believing in God. Psalm 14.1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. So understand, while creation speaks to all of the world, there is not one group there is not one race there is not one people that god has looked at and said you know what those are a good people right there they are acceptable to me all of them are evil all of them are wicked all of them are sinners but god does love all of them john three sixteen says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I don't have time to preach you all the Bible right now, and you all know this, but God did, did send Jesus. He, re, he paid for the sins of all mankind. The gospel has gone through all the earth. The gospel went to all the world, even within the first century. But not all of the world 
responded positively to the gospel. For example, you had the Jews that were extremely hostile to the gospel. Paul even said that they were enemies to the gospel. And we see them destroyed as a nation in 70 AD. And we see many other parts of the world, they were very accepting to the gospel. They were very open to the gospel. And, and so there were certain parts of the world where Christianity flourished. There were other parts of the world where it was attacked. There's been places where it did good for a while and it went away and then it went really, things went really bad. There's places where it was really bad, but then later the light broke through, people responded, and God greatly blessed those nations. And these dark places today, I believe if they would respond positively to the gospel, I think we could see changes in those places. I think the continent of Africa, things could change there if they would respond positively to the gospel. I think in, in the Middle East, if they would respond positively to the gospel, things would change for the good. But un, un, just understand that God has done what he needs to do. But God does give us free will and it tells us why. Some people respond negatively after it says God so loved the world. In verse 18, it says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. So understand, all the light of the gospel has gone into all the world. But much of our world has not liked that light. They have turned away from that light because they love their evil works. That's what the Bible tells us. And this is why the darkest of countries are always the most godless of countries. And, the, and you know, because... All of us instinctively know that we shouldn't be killing people. We all know we shouldn't be committing adultery and doing the things of the Ten Commandments. We all know that homosexuality is an abomination, that it's disgusting, that it is, that it is wrong. And every society that has embraced those things has always rejected God. They've always done it. And even and, and this is one of the reasons we know our country is heading down the toilet is we literally, I mean, just yesterday, or yesterday the day before, supposed Christians, they were all offended in this Facebook group over a song that was sung in a church, kind of making fun of homos. And they threw a fit, and I said something about it, and then, of course, I got rebuked like crazy. And somebody told me, they said, your gluttony in a restaurant is equal to homosexuality in God's eyes. I never saw God destroy cities for gluttony. <laughs> I, I, I never saw that. I never saw God put the death penalty on that. I was like, really? I'm getting accused of gluttony? It's like, you know, <laughs> I was like, but, you know, I, I'm just as bad because I've overate before. I've gone to buffets before and, you know, picked up. I, pay, I paid for it. But anyway, not, not, not talking about gluttony, but just understand that, you know, the, all this wickedness we're seeing that going on, it is evidence of a turning away from God. And so nations that where you can't find a saved person hardly, that are, you always find wickedness. And that's why it's dark there. That's why 
It's dark there. We don't see moral nations popping up that are hostile to the gospel. We, we don't see that. It's the ones that are hostile to the gospel. That's where things are always darkest. And that's why godless cultures are always the most wicked. Because creation speaks truth, only speaks truth. Creation does not lie to us. Okay, Creation is not telling us that the world is billions of years old. The creation is not telling us that there is something called evolution. Okay? I, I, I don't believe that. I've heard Catholics teach that basically God put dinosaur bones in the, in the ground to test man's faith. So God, God, lied, God put evidence in creation against creation? I don't believe that. I've heard people claim that, you know, yeah, the, the stars speak billions of years. God's doing that to confound the wise and to confuse the atheists and things out there. No, the heavens are speaking the truth about creation. It's not, they're not lying to us like that. What kind of ridiculous Catholic teaching is that? That's completely bogus. That's completely false. Creation telling us the truth and, cre- and creation speaks that there is a God, there is a creator, and it speaks too that our, our universe is not that old. It speaks that to us. And, but we're being lied to with what the Bible calls science falsely so-called. Okay? It, people are lying to us in the name of science, but the reality is it's just the religion of Darwinism is all it is. It's an anti-God religion, and your biggest promoters of science are always God-haters that promote every bit of filth and perversion, and that's why you just can't believe them. If people really were about science, you know what? They wouldn't be for homosexuality. It's unnatural. It spreads diseases. It's destructive. They for sure would not support this trans stuff. There's no way. That's why these people are all hypocrites. They are anti-God hypocrites. If you think there is anything scientific about a man claiming he's a woman, I just don't believe you. I think you are in rebellion against God and rebellion has always manifested itself in just doing things that are just contrary to that which is normal. You know what are what are rebellious societies always done? You know re, you know just like and and it, it manifests itself in different ways throughout time. You know one of the ways rebellion manifests itself today, you have like your goth types that you know want to look like they're dead or something like that and they you know wear all black and do all that weird stuff and pierce themselves up. You know, these are, these are rebellious things. They're just trying to rebel against the norms of society. But, it, uh, but the, the behavior, it is, it's rebellion against God. And in Romans chapter 1, in verse 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. So the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. There is something in creation that tells us that God is angry with us when we practice certain behavior. Say, well, what is that? It's called disease. In the Bible, what did God say when he warned the children of Israel against homosexuality? He said, the land itself vomiteth out the inhabitants. What does that mean? The ground swallows the people up and then it like spews them through the sky into another land? No. It means they don't survive. It means they don't last. It means their culture falls. 
How many have heard some of these Nixon tapes that are out there? And Richard Nixon got busted speaking the truth about the sodomites. He was all upset because the TV show spoke of homosexuals in a positive manner. And he was talking about how homosexuality has taken down nations and taken down empires. And it was what destroyed the Greeks. And he, he was, I mean, speaking exactly what we preach. A president of the United States. Now, he's not saying these things publicly. He's saying these things in private. But it just showed he knew the truth. Okay, He looked at history. This destroys societies. This will destroy our nation. And it is destroying our nation. He was right. It's, it destroys our, it destroys the nation. The land itself vomited out the inhabitants. What is that? That is God's way of telling us, don't do that. God put things in our body that are, are good. For example, do you know it's good that we feel pain sometimes? Because, for example, if you touch something hot, you need to know something needs to tell you to take your hand off of that. Because it will damage you. It will hurt you, and so we do. We have a reflex, an instinct. When we touch something hot, we, what do we do? We, we immediately move our hand, and it's good that we have that feeling because these things are harmful, and there are things that are naturally repulsive to mankind. There are things that naturally gross us out as people, and God put that in us. So when we see those things, we will stay away from them because they will destroy us. They will destroy us as individuals. They will destroy us as a nation. And the reason there has been so much, as they call homophobia, throughout the centuries is because of the fact God put that in us so we would not destroy ourselves with a lifestyle that we, God never intended His creation to have. It's an insult to the Creator to do these things. And so these things are all revealed in nature. Anyone, you don't even have to study the Bible to learn these things are bad. You can study history. You don't even have to study history. You can look at society today. All you've got to do, if you want to know if these things are okay, go to San Francisco. Go see what's going on over there. You know, I don't need any science to know that we shouldn't take drugs. I don't need that. All i got to do is look at these videos of people in Philadelphia all hunched over and laying on the ground. I don't know what they're taking, but I'm not taking it. And I'm not taking any of the gateway stuff to get there. You know why? Because I don't want that happening to me. I don't even need a Bible. You can't show me one verse in the Bible that says we can't shoot up with heroin. Okay? Hey, I can't find a Bible verse that says heroin. But let me tell you something. I, I, I definitely, I, creation is speaking to me and telling me, say no to drugs. Say no to drugs. It's, it's, it's bad stuff. And so, uh, Romans 1 goes on to say, but, but that, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them, for the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power in Godhead, so that they were without excuse. Creation tells us who God is, because it's His creation too, it tells us He's in charge. He's, He is over us. He, we have no right to rebel against Him. But it says, but because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but become vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. 
and change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who change the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And right there is why I cannot have... Listen, there's things in science that are difficult things that I don't understand, but you lose all credibility with me when you come to me and you try to tell me there is no God. And you listen, if you want to convince me of evolution, you want to convince me of any of this stuff, it will never, ever happen when you're supporting homosexuality, transgenderism, all that stuff. You discredit yourself. You've proven the Bible right again. And you've just shown that you hate God and you've been given over to a reprobate mind. Because there is nothing scientific about that stuff. It's, it's opposed to everything in science. And so, some more truths that creation speaks to the world. And, uh, and uh, um, that I, I want to mention briefly. And these truths that creation speaks are why the doctrine of creation is one of the most attacked doctrines. It is. It's a very attack doctrine. But creation speaks of God's power and His authority. And boy, they hate that word. Boy, the trendies hate that word authority. Oh, they hate it so much. Second Peter 3.3 3, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this, they are willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that was then being overflowed with water and perished, but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise as some encounter slackness, but His long-suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works therein shall be burned up. So creation speaks of God's power. It takes a lot of power to create anything. You can't find one person that create. You can't create anything. Literally nothing. So the fact that God created all this, that says a lot about his power, but it says more about his authority. And Romans 9.18 says, Therefore hath he mercy on whom he hath mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. Thou wilt say unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor, another unto dishonor? What if God willing to show his wrath and make his power known endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? So the potter has power over the clay. If God made it, it's his to do with what he wants. If a kid goes out there and makes a snow, snowman, 
We would all think another kid's a jerk if they go and destroy that snowman. That kid worked hard on it. But if the kid makes a snowman and then wants to go destroy it, it's a snowman. You know, it's his sandcastle. I mean, isn't that what we typically do? That was what I would do when I was a kid. There was just something fun about building a snowman, and then there was something about going and punching the lights out of it and, and destroying it with your hands. And you know, but I, you know, but I would be mad if somebody else come and do it because, like, I made that. That was mine. I formed that. I can do what I want with what I build, with what I create. And so, if God created this world and this universe, God can do what He wants to with it. And who are we, we to say anything against it? So, creation it speaks of God's authority, His power. It speaks of the coming judgment of God. It speaks of the previous judgment of God by the flood. And creation is telling us all over this planet that there was a global flood. That's another subject for another day. But creation tells us that. That there was a global flood. We have evidence of it everywhere. And But yet, the world plugs their ears to that. And it, but it also speaks of coming judgment. I often agree when the science one's like, you know, it looks like something catastrophic is going to happen. I believe some catastrophic stuff's going to happen. I just don't think it's man-made. I think it's God-made. God made this planet the way, and He did it for a reason. And when it's His time, the day of the Lord's going to come, and there's going to be a lot of judgment during that time. But creation also speaks of the goodness of God and the sinfulness of man. We're not going to read it, but in Genesis 1, we saw all, over and over again, and God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. Everything that God made was good, but then all the problems of this earth. Well, I don't believe in God because there's disease. I don't believe in God because there's war. I don't believe in God because there's sickness. That is a result of man. In Genesis 3, we see the fall of man. We see the ground cursed because of man. We see in Romans 5, verse 12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men. For all have sinned. We have people out there, they say, I don't believe in God because all these bad things are going to happen. But the reality is they don't believe in God because they love their sin. That's why they don't believe in God. And they want to continue doing their sin guilt-free but they don't realize all the disease, all the death, all the wars, all the, everything that's bad that's on this earth is here because of sin. That's why bad things are here. God made all things good. Man brought sin into the world. That is what the Bible teaches. And we have all contributed to earth's problems. But you know what? Thankfully, God still loves us and made a solution. See, people, their problem is they just don't like God's solution. That's the problem. They don't like it. Well, you know, why did God make a world where we can sin and do all these things? Listen, you need to accept the authority God has. Yes, it stinks that sin is in this world. Yes, it stinks that there is death and sorrow and dying and all of those things in the world. But understand, God is good. Man is sinful. God knows what He's doing. His ways are higher than our ways. And even though you don't like what has happened, understand God did create a solution. God did create a solution. He sent His Son to pay for the sins of man. And He has called us to believe on His Son. He has called us to salvation. And while, again, if I had my way, I, I would just say, you know what? Let's go right into new heaven and new earth right now. You know, if I had my way, that, that's what I would, I would do. But I'm not God. 
And there's plenty of reasons, I'm sure, that I, some that I could, I could understand, some I probably don't understand, why God can't do it that way. The way that God's going to do it is the way that is holy, that is just, and that is right. And according to His will. The way I would do it is not holy, not just, and it is according to my will. But you know what? In the meantime, I'm willing to accept the fact that God has authority and say, I'll take His solution. I don't like the mess that this world's in, but I'm glad I don't have to go down with it permanently. I might have to suffer some on this earth because of the sin on the, in this earth, but I believe in a resurrection. A resurrection day is coming, and a new heaven and a new earth is coming. Revelation 21 says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself shall be with them and be their God, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. So right there, there's a solution. I'm not telling you you got to enjoy the mess. I'm not telling you to enjoy the wars and the sickness and the famines and pestilence. All these. I'm not, you don't have to enjoy those things, but just understand the solution is believe on Jesus Christ. That's the solution, and it will not does not mean permanent peace and tranquility in the flesh for you on this earth right now, but it does mean it's coming for you someday. It might be after you die. You might not receive the promise. You might have to see it afar off like Abraham did, but it is coming for you, and you will get to enjoy those things for all eternity, but you've got to accept the sacrifice for sins that God sent to redeem that fallen creation of His. And so this forced indoctrination of the religion of evolution, I believe it's done more to destroy this country than just about anything. We are in the mess we are in today because man has not just forgotten God, but we are in rebellion against God. And you can't really forget the Creator when His creation is speaking everywhere you go. It's everywhere. All you can do is distract people and encourage that rebellion encourage them in their sin that blinds them to the light of god encourage them in those things and that's what's happening in our country today and you know what we got to do we got to keep calling this stuff out we got to keep shining the light of the gospel we got to keep calling out man's sins we've got to show the world how sinful these things are and how much they need a savior that's our job as christians and so hopefully uh, this message was a help. So with that, let's pray to your Lord. I thank you so much for uh, your word. I thank you, Lord, for this creation, Lord. I thank you that even though uh, we've brought sin and death into this world, I'm thankful that you've created a solution. And even in the meantime, Lord, uh, this is a good world to live in while we have challenges and while we're even dealing with the uh, weather challenges right now, we're thankful that um, there is a continuation of these things that um, that this is a, a wonderful place 
to live, and uh, it's, it's still a beautiful creation, even though it's been tainted by us. And we thank you for it. We're looking forward to the new heaven and new earth one of these days. And in the meantime, I pray you'll help us to continue shining the light of the gospel and the sin of this world and pointing people to you for the solution. In your name we pray. Amen.